1: everyone and welcome to another episode of excess press my name is matt and i'm the host of this disney theme parks news podcast and this is episode 95 for the week of august 11th 2019 and i am not alone today i'm here with my co-host katie how's it going
0: hello hello doing good over here how are you
1: not too bad, doing doing pretty great. Uh, I actually, I'm, I'm a little uh, podcasted out today because I spent two hours recording the Bachelor Party episode today. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so me and my friends got together and finally recorded to talk about what happened at my, my Bachelor Party at Walt Disney World a few years ago. So uh, we t- took a lot of time to, uh, to talk about that today. It was a lot of fun reminiscing. Um, but unfortunately, that episode won't be released in two until September. Oh um, man, I'm yeah. so
2: excited to listen
1: to it. <laughs> I know, so it's gonna be delayed uh, only because we have a lot of scheduling coming up, and uh, I, this past week I really had to figure out, okay, what's what do I got coming out? I gotta I gotta I gotta figure this out, <laughs> um, because first I'll kind of plug um, the uh, Halloween episode that we have coming out this week. So yes, yeah, so Katie and I we actually already recorded our preview of Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party at Walt Disney World. So we're going to be talking about everything you could imagine, tips, uh, the events that are happening at the Halloween party. Uh, so we have a big preview coming up this week. Uh, the following week after that, we're going to have a big food and wine festival preview. Uh, and then we're going to have a special guest on that episode with, uh, Katie and I. Yes. Yeah. And then the following week, uh, the Wednesday show after that, it's actually going to be the hundredth episode. So I'm going to be doing a little, a little something special for that. Um, and then, yeah, that kind of brings us right into September. Um, wow,
0: that's crazy. Oh my gosh.
1: I know, I know. But I think I think it's good because I'm actually going to be away for like 10 days in September. Uh, and, I wake, and I want to make sure I get some episodes out to you guys. And so this was, the episode we recorded today was two hours. Uh, so I think I'm going to put those into two parts just to kind of split it up and give you guys a bit more content and plus to, to help me while I'm away so I can still uh, put some stuff out for everyone.
0: Awesome. Lots of fun stuff coming up.
1: I know. Yeah, we have. Yeah, it's packed. Packed schedule. A lot of good stuff. I mean, the fall season is, is always the best at, at Disney. Uh, I mean, in general, the fall is just my favorite season.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Yeah, we're, I think we were talking about it. Actually, I think we talked about it on the Halloween episode, which uh, yes. you'll hear but yeah we're, we're all about the fall um so yeah that uh that's what we got going on katie what's going on with you anything good
0: not a whole lot i plans changed this weekend so i was going to go up to the lake again but things come up and i ended up actually staying home uh and it, it was actually much needed so a lot more housework going on as always um but uh yeah just kind of going through it my fast pass day is on friday so i get to Ooh. book my fast passes so i'm beyond excited about that um, that's kind of the biggest highlight of this week is i have to wait until friday <laughs> and then i get to book my fast passes but that means two months until disney Ah,
1: <laughs> i know yeah that's so exciting uh i can't wait to hear all about what fast passes you get and how that went so you're going to be up uh, super early in the morning right
0: oh yeah 7 a.m friday morning i'll be here
1: perfect sounds good yeah i can't yeah, I can't wait to do mine. Mine's September 3rd, so... So close. I know, soon, very soon, <laughs> I know. But. All right, cool. So why don't we kind of hop into the news this week? Uh, we got a few things for you guys, and speaking of, just one quick thing, speaking of the Halloween party while we're we're kind of talking about that, uh disney did release a first look at the new uh uh, disney's not so spooky spell uh spectacular which is the new fireworks show that's coming to the halloween party at walt disney world katie did you see anything did you see that at all
0: no i did not i didn't even see that they released it but i don't know i probably i don't think i'll check it out too much since i'll actually be going to the party so but it's cool that they're giving some little previews it's gonna be a good one i'm sure
1: yeah, no, it, I saw some of the photos and it, I saw two photos just because when I clicked into it, uh, yeah. It was, or actually when I was going through my, my newsfeed, the photos happened to be there. But there's also a video if anyone is curious, if they want to see the preview. Uh, I am not watching it because I want to be, I don't want to be spoiled because I'm going to the party this year. And yeah, I definitely, I, I, I want to see it firsthand, but I am just so excited. I can't wait to see what kind of projections are up on the castle for that. Uh, Yeah, very excited, and then quickly uh, there was also the 50th anniversary of the Haunted Mansion this past week at Disneyland. So there was a lot of events. I I, I took, uh, or I I had talked about it. Was it? I think it was last week's episode. Yeah, last week's episode. I talked about it, Katie. Yeah, you weren't here on last week's episode, right? Nope, not last week. Okay. Yeah. So we talked a lot about some of the things that are coming. Uh, but I didn't realize there were actually some cool events that took place during the party, which are uh, unique. And I don't think you'll ever see them maybe ever again. Um, but there is this thing called the 13th hour. Uh, well, again, this was there was a party that went on between 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. Oh,
2: my gosh.
1: It, yeah, there were two nights that did this one party all to celebrate the Haunted Mansion. Um uh, they uh, they had this one show called the thirteenth hour awaken the singing wake, uh, the, sorry the swinging wake. Uh, so it was just a cool like uh, I think it was like a nine or ten minute show, just like. Kind of, someone was dressed up as the old man with the lantern that was out there, and they had some really cool projections. And there's a lot of music. Just, it was pretty much like a homage, of course, to the Haunted Mansion, with just some cool character actors, people dressed up as ghosts. They even rolled out a coffin, and (laughs) it was like chasing the um, the old man with the lantern. so, it was it was a really neat show. I'm I'm not. Did you check that out? I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I saw a couple clips of it. They had like the water projections and everything. Oh yeah, crazy cool.
1: Yeah. it was awesome it yeah. was very
0: very
1: cool yeah it was really neat i'll i'll, I'll be sure to link it uh, on the show notes i think i saw it on wdwnewstoday.com i think that's where it's from but i'll link that in the show notes and then they also the other cool thing they had they actually had Madame leota there was a live actor appearance and of course Madame leota is the one she was she's the the head in the crystal ball when you go through the room and uh, she's talking about all the, the... she's Yeah, talking to the crystal ball. But mm-hmm. yes yeah, so that was really neat as well. I don't know if you watched that one.
0: No, I didn't get to see that one, actually. That one sounds awesome. I'll have to check it out.
1: Yeah, she showed up in New Orleans Square for just like a couple minutes and uh, it was, yeah, it was neat. So I didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize those things were happening, but the, yeah, that was really cool. Uh, but yeah, so those are two quick things. Now onto the bigger news stories. And I think the biggest one... Uh, this week, at least in my eyes, um, was that Disney's Hollywood Studios uh, at Gal- Stories Galaxy's Edge, they are now accepting reservations for Oga's Cantina, the Droid Depot, and Savi's Workshop, which is really exciting. I don't know yes! how... Yeah, I don't know how excited you are, but I was so excited when I saw that news.
0: Oh, beyond excited. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. So, um... So if you weren't aware, you can book now up to 180 days in advance. So similar to dining reservations, you can book these experiences. Uh, So Savi's Workshop, if, say, you're coming to this episode, you're not knowing anything about Galaxy's Edge, Savi's Workshop is where you build a lightsaber. Uh, You build it with certain parts. It's like a really cool experience. Uh, There's a... Uh, a group called the gatherers who come in and kind of help you build this lightsaber uh this is a two hundred dollar experience where you you it's a custom built lightsaber so you of course you buy the lightsaber so that's two hundred dollars um or you can do the droid depot where you of course you just build your own droid they, they there's like a conveyor belt and you just like grab parts off the conveyor belt uh and that experience is a hundred dollars uh, or they have reservations open for Oga's Cantina which I think is the thing that most people uh, book their reservations for uh, I I know I did did you uh, did you book uh, reservations for any of these I things?
0: sure did yeah I booked actually I booked two reservations for Oga's Cantina on both days that we're going to be uh, really spending the most time in Batu. so I am so excited you actually texted me as soon as they opened up otherwise I probably wouldn't have known that they were available um, and I I just jumped right on it and just picked up a couple, um, reservations. So super, super excited. We're both, both times are going around lunchtime. I think one's at like 11, one's at 1230, maybe. Um, so, oh, I'm excited. Did you get yours?
1: Of course. Yeah. No, I, as soon as I saw it, I, I went on and I got myself in my queue and it was, it was kind of slow loading. Yeah, but I (laughs) luckily luckily I I was just to, I was actually kind of busy that day, but I just happened to like take a quick little break and like look at the news. And I saw that the news had just broke for it. And I'm like, oh, snap. So I I went on real quick. And uh, yeah, I texted you. (laughs) uh, I told uh, Giovanni um, uh, because he's going the first week of September. Uh, and then I actually texted a bunch of the listeners of the show or our Instagram message, a bunch of listeners on the show. Cause I knew a lot of people cause I've talked to in the past that have um, trips coming up. Uh, so I messaged maybe like f- uh, four or five people that I knew had trips. I was like, Hey, the reservations are open. If you want them, <laughs> like grab them. So uh, yeah, a lot of people were thankful for that, but I just, yeah, I wanted to make sure that people could get their Ogo's Cantina reservations. Cause like it's there, it's, pretty impossible to get now like all of those are just like booked up mm-hmm. um i got one reservation i kind of wish i had grabbed two like you um like i went back later on and i went to go grab it but you yeah, unfortunately it's yeah, it's all sold out yeah yeah keep um,
0: checking though you never know people add and drop really quickly
1: oh for sure yeah no I'm, I'm definitely gonna be checking more to see if i can get in there like one more time um, but yeah, so if I actually just check some reservations, uh, you're, I like, at least for my time in November, uh, there are still, there's still availability for Savi's workshop. Uh, if you're interested in doing that, uh, the Droid Depot still has some, um, some reservations open as well. Uh, and you can do all of that through right now. It's not, you can't do it through the mobile experience or uh, my Disney experience app. They, they kind of bring you to the mobile website or you can do it on your desktop Uh, You can pretty much just do disneyworld.com slash shabby's workshop or disneyworld.com slash droid depot or disneyworld.com slash cantina and it'll bring you directly to the pages you need to go to and you can make your reservations there. Uh, So yeah, Disney said you definitely should get a a, a reservation, but there will be limited walk-up availability. Uh, I just, I can't see anyone getting this. But yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe if you get lucky, you can do it. Um, and
0: one thing I did notice that I thought was interesting about these reservations. So you are actually only allowed to stay for 45 minutes. Yeah. And I wonder how they're going to enforce that. Do you have any ideas?
1: Um, well, they're doing it at Disneyland uh, right now. And to be honest, I actually never looked into... Um, yeah. I actually never looked into like what the, how they actually enforce it. Um, That's a good reason. Uh, that's a good, yeah. I'm going to have to look into that and see what's happening. But I mean, I, I assume it's working out. Maybe people just grab their drinks and then they go, but.
0: Maybe because yeah, there's also a limit of two drinks as per person as well. I yes. saw that in the fine print.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. I knew. Yeah. I knew they had the, the two drinks. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure how. I'll have to look into it because
0: there's no seating, so it's not like you'll have a actual designated server. It's mostly standing room area.
1: Yeah, why don't you? Here, I want to continue with the news. Why don't you kind of look into it quickly, see if there's like how they enforce it? Okay. Um. Yeah, why don't you do that? Try to figure that because yeah, that's a that's a good thing. But yeah, apparently they're doing it and it's working well. Uh, but you, so you can cancel up until the day, similar to like an advanced dining reservation. But if you don't cancel it, uh, if you, if you're over 24 hours, if you do it on the same day, you will get charged the full amount. So that means for Savi's workshop, you will get charged $200 if you do not cancel it. Uh, and at the dry depot, you will get charged hundred dollars. Uh, and Ogus container, I believe is just like, a, you'll get charged $10 per person, uh, similar to the dining reservations. Uh, so make sure uh, it, you want to really do this by the time, uh, the, by, by the, the next day, or by the day that you're, uh, you're going to be doing your reservation. Uh, and then a lot of some other people were also confused because they have like breakfast, lunch, and dinner reservations. So people think that at Ogas Cantina, there's like a lot of food, which is not true at all. I don't know. Were you confused by this at all?
0: Um, Kind of. I honestly, I didn't really know what to expect of it, Um, but I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not too shocked. I thought they would have a little bit more, like kind of like how um, Baseline Tap House at Hollywood Studios is. Like they have three or four little appetizer-y snacky kind of things. So I guess kind of assumed it was going to be that, but they really don't offer much of anything.
1: No, no, they don't. So yeah, pretty much for lunch and dinner, there's not really anything besides, This one thing which is called Batu Bits, which is pretty much like a – kind of like a bar mix uh, that you would like – you would see like a nut mix at like a bar. But it's – so it's a snack mix that has wasabi peas in it, spicy chips. There's chocolate bites in it and there's a few more things in there as well. Uh, But you can get that. I think it's like $8 or something like that. Um, But so when you're drinking there for lunch and dinner, you can get your drinks. Uh, And then just get your your little snack mix if you want. But yeah, there's really not a lot to offer. But if you're there for breakfast, they do offer a few items, which is the overnight notes or the rising moon overnight notes, which just is like oatmeal with like dragon fruit, yogurt, and some other seasonal fruit. Or they have this other thing called the Mastafarian uh, lava roll. And that is a, cin- a cinnamon roll that is topped with Oreo cookie crumbs and icing that kind of looks like lava. Because if anyone remembers from Episode 3, Star Wars Episode 3, Mustafar uh, ha- is, is pretty much just made of lava. So that's kind of what it resembles there. So there's not, not a lot of food, but I think there are like some desserts that you can get. Like oh, I think there's like some... I forget what they were. I, di- I didn't put them in my notes, but I think there's a few things that you can get. Uh, but yeah, so... Uh, because I think one of my party members had asked me like, Oh, hey, we got a lunch reservation, but do, do they serve food or do we have to get a quick service? Like, how does that work? And, uh, I saw there was some other confusion online because yeah, you have to get a breakfast lunch or dinner reservation when they don't really serve that much. Uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, that kind of settles that confusion. But Katie, were you able to find anything on the 45 minute wait time and how they enforce it?
0: Yes. So only got to read through one article, but it sounds like, so when you get your reservation, you go up to check in, they'll give you a card. Um, and then that's just saying that, you know, this is your card you've checked in, whatever. And then you'll go to the bar and then you'll get a different color card and that'll have your time on it. It'll be time stamped. Um, so I guess then you need to, it didn't really go into detail what you do with that card after that. Um, but it so that card. I'm guessing maybe you use it to order your drinks. Maybe you use it to, you know, get in line at the bar. I'm not sure. It wasn't too detailed in that. But it sounds like they're going to be having giving you a card with your timestamp on it. Um, the article did say that they, when they, had, um, when the folks had gone, they got their card and it had died down a little bit. And they actually were able to stay past their time frame and it didn't really look like anyone was getting kicked out or asked to leave or anything like that so we'll have to we'll have to see how it goes i i'm interested it i i don't know it just seems like such a weird concept to limit your time in there i understand why it's needed for sure but i don't know we'll see
1: yeah it's definitely gonna I mean, be the most popular thing at galaxy's edge so yeah they need to kind of get people to go in and out of course that's why they have the two drink limit um, I actually just want to like sit in there and chill and listen to DJ Rex uh, yeah <laughs> yeah I want to hear what he has to say because he's always so funny and then uh, listen to some of the tunes that he spins up um, yeah but very excited for that uh, I cannot wait I'm just glad I got a reservation for it. just really really excited uh, but yeah any any final thoughts on that or or that's it
0: that's about it for me. I'm I'm pumped. I'm just so excited that I got reservations.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. All right. So the other big thing that happened this week, uh, the Walt Disney Company had their quarter three earnings calls, uh, earning call with their investors. Uh, Katie, are you familiar with with what these are?
0: Not really, honestly, no.
1: <laughs> okay. So, Should so I, be? <laughs> I mean, no, not really. I mean, this call is kindly meant for the. Uh, it's pretty much meant for the people that have money invested into, uh, into the Walt Disney Company, like the stock, uh, like the stock owner, So, like J.P. Morgan and like all these other like big, big, big name banks and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but pretty much, like they, like any other big company, like I work for a big company. They, like the same week they had their quarterly earnings call. So pretty much, they they come in and they talk about all the different areas within the Walt Disney Company of how much they earned or how much they lost. Uh, So Bob Iger gets on the phone, who is the chairman and uh, chief executive officer for the Walt Disney Company. Uh, And he is also joined by uh, Christine McCarthy, who is the senior executive vice president and chief financial officer. They come in and kind of talk about all what's happening throughout the entire Walt Disney Company. But usually, the, there is a lot of talk and about what um, it said about the Disney parks. So sometimes there's some good tidbits in there. Uh, so pretty much how these calls work is Christy McCarthy, uh, who, or whoever is the chief financial officer at the time, they pretty much go through like a big rundown of where they earn money and where they lost money, and then Bob Iger comes in and gives some color on some other things. Uh, and then at some point it opens up, uh, uh, for questions. Uh, so they, like, they usually talk for about like 30 minutes before questions open and then, co- uh, companies that are listening in, they, they just come in and ask questions about anything they want. Um, so pretty much like one of the, the biggest topic they talk about is, uh, who, uh, Disney plus, which is the streaming service that comes out this week. Uh, are you going to be, or not this week? Sorry, um, this <laughs> this year. I mean, that in November. Um, I'm curious. Are you going to be getting Disney Plus at all?
0: Absolutely, no question about it. I for sure. Yes, <laughs> I'm yeah.
1: so excited. Yeah, I think like every Disney fan is going to be getting Disney Plus. I mean, you
0: have to. It's so cheap.
1: I know. I know. Yeah, they. I think Which it's, don't
0: let them hear us saying that. I guess it's so expensive. Oh my god.
1: I know. I think I think it starts at seven dollars a month. Mm-hmm. I think that's what. That's it starts what I heard at. too yeah so like that's actually like the past i've been listening to these for the past year or so and like that's been like the the biggest question because like this is the biggest thing they've come out with recently compared to like you remember all the money that they 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 put into for the rfid chips for like the the magic bands and all mm-hmm. that technology like that was a huge thing like a few years ago so like disney plus is like the the new baby of like where disney is investing all their money into gotcha so, yeah, so actually, so there's usually some big things that are announced on this call. Um, I won't get into a lot of the other things, but, of course, the, the biggest thing was related to Disney Plus is that uh, Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus, you can buy in one package for 13 bucks a month, uh, which is, like, an insane deal for a streaming package because I, <laughs> yeah. I, I have Hulu already, which is, I think, $12 a month. Um, or maybe actually, I don't know how much it is now, but it's, it's just as much. So, uh, so that was a big news there, but there were some things, uh, talking about the Disney park. So, uh, I'm going to go a bit into that. Um, so Katie, bear with me. Cause I know this is like really exciting stuff. <laughs> Um, so first, uh, first I'm just going to discuss quickly about some of the notes that Christine McCarthy had talked about. And again, she's the chief financial officer of the entire Walt Disney company. And pretty much she said that the, the domestic parks attendance was down, but there was spending, uh, the spending was up on admissions, uh, food and beverage and merchandise, as well as room spending at the hotels. Uh, She also mentioned how, this is kind of what we talked about in the past, but she also mentioned how there was a decline in attendance at the Disneyland Resort because of the lower annual pass holder visitation um, because they were managing the the demand for the first few weeks after uh, the opening of Galaxy's Edge because they really just wanted to maintain a high level um, of guest satisfaction. So they really didn't want to diminish anything there. And then at Walt Disney World, the guests were pretty much, they were deferring their visitation until after Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens, uh, which they believe contributed to the decline in attendance uh, that they saw during the third quarter. Uh, so all of that completely makes sense to me. We've talked about it in the past. Uh, we, I mean, I have definitely talked to a lot of people who are waiting to visit Walt Disney World. They were waiting for the announcement of when Galaxy's Edge was going to open. Um, but Disney does believe that they will have a much stronger fourth quarter, which I definitely believe.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no yeah. doubt.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so what are your thoughts there?
0: No, I, it, may, it all makes perfect sense to me. Um, it, it's it's kind of crazy to think that even though attendance was down, they still made a, a lot of money off of the emissions and food and beverage and whatnot. So. Um, yeah, I think it all makes sense, and I don't think they have anything to worry about fourth quarter. <laughs> I think all those people who were holding off are about to show up. <laughs> uh,
1: for sure, yeah, and uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna learn a few more things uh, from what Bob Iger has to say. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So yeah, so the, yeah, that was kind of like the there was a lot of other things that Christy McCarthy said, but those were like the main key points to take out of that which again, we've talked about it on the past um, episodes and yeah, it all, it all makes sense. Uh, so there were a few questions asked on the, 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 the earnings call. Um, so I'm going to go through two of the questions that directly impact the parks themselves. Um, so I'll, I'll read the question and then I'll actually play a clip uh, from what Bob Iger had said. So the, one of the first questions that was asked was, Uh, Any color on how Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opening in Disneyland did versus your internal expectations. And anything you've learned from it in terms of the opening, you can sort of apply to Orlando's opening later this month. So let's hear what Bob Iger had to say about that.
2: On the uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge front, to give you some color, I think a number of things happened. First of all, um... Helped in part by some of our efforts, there was tremendous concern in the marketplace that there was going to be huge crowding when we opened Galaxy's Edge. And so some people stayed away just because they expected that it would not be a great guest experience. The same time that was going on, all the local hotels in the region expecting a huge influx of of visitation raised their prices. So it simply got more expensive to come stay in Anaheim. In addition to that, we raised our prices. We, put, we brought our daily price up. So if you think about local visitation, we brought the price of a one-day ticket up substantially from a year ago. And then we had opened up Galaxy's Edge with one attraction instead of two. The second attraction is going to open in January. And so all of those factors contributed to uh, attendance that was below what we would have hoped it would be. That said, guest satisfaction, interest in the in the attractions and the land is extremely high. They're among the most po- the most popular thing at the park, and so long term. And look, we build these things for the long term. We have no concerns whatsoever about them. We're opening Galaxy's Edge in August, in uh, Orlando. The second attraction there will open in December, and as I said, the second attraction in Anaheim uh, will open in January. So we feel great about the product that we've created. It's going to just take some time for basically for a, you know things to work themselves out in terms of how the marketplace is reacting. Alexia,
1: Thank you very I much. just want Alexia, I just want to put a little more granularity on the Disneyland results for the quarter. Um, as I said, the um, attendance was down three percent, but the paid attendance was up in the quarter. And that lower attendance was primarily driven by the annual passholder visitation and when we look at the uh the per cap spend across disneyland all categories they were up significantly year over year all right thanks bob for that answer um sorry i couldn't keep a straight face with that one <laughs> um yeah so that's what bob had to say about that uh i mean pretty much i think i think he was just kind of beating around the bush with this answer but Pretty much they they definitely aren't concerned with the future of Galaxy's Edge. Uh, I think their they they their plan on managing guest expectations just worked way too well. Uh, but to me that uh, that's a great thing i think that's a it's a really good thing uh everything i've read about the land people are absolutely loving it um and i'm i'm really excited to see just how the crowds are going to react uh at the opening at disney world i think it's just going to go bananas and as far as i know there's not really pass holder limitations um there so i think uh, yeah i
0: haven't heard
1: anything yeah i don't know anything either but uh do you have any any quick thoughts on that
0: no, pretty much. It. I did really. The one thing he said to me is that it's a long term look. Um, and, you know, that's actually kind of really strikes me because Disney is who they are because they do look for the long term. They aren't just worried about your short term. How is this going to do in the first two months of opening? Because obviously, in the first two months of opening up anything, it's not going to be a good gauge on how it will be in the long run. So I think it's really, it's really good that they're looking ahead and I don't, yeah. Again, like you said, I don't think they have any worries. I have no worries. I'm sure it'll be just wonderful. Expectations are going to be met for sure. So, I uh, yeah. I've only heard great things, so I can't wait. Ah. I
1: know. I know. Yeah, okay. I I don't think I can't I can't say I'm super excited enough like
0: I can I know I feel like I keep, I just thought that I was like oh my god I keep saying I'm so excited I'm so I know, excited. I'm I just so want excited. to go. yeah am. <laughs>
1: I know I just I'm just seeing all the images from like the cast member previews. Ugh, I mean I know. I know it's exactly the same that I've seen at Disneyland here and there but like now that it's real at Disney World it's. But
0: it's ours.
1: I know. This one's ours. ours. <laughs> I know. Yep. So the the next thing that we have uh, there's uh, there's another nice little tidbit uh, tidbit that talks about like the the increase of prices a bit. Uh, so the next question that was asked uh, about the parks was, um, okay, in quotes, all the stuff that's going on in China as well as in Hong Kong. Can you talk a little bit about or give us some color on what you're seeing in terms of impact on the tourism? at the parks and how it might be affecting pricing and future investment. And then then one last question, kind of following up on the pricing, you did increase prices unusually. I think, I'm not sure if it's just Disneyland, can you talk about how you're thinking about pricing going forward at the domestic parks? So let's see what Bob had to say about that.
2: On the China front. Uh, to date, we have not seen any impact at all in Shanghai uh, about the unrest that's going on in Hong Kong or from the, uh, the, 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 um, the trade issues uh, between our countries. In Hong Kong, we have seen uh, an impact uh, from the protests. Obviously, they are significant in nature. Uh, and while the impact is not reflected in the results that we just announced, Uh, You can expect that we will feel it in the quarter that we're currently in, and we'll see how long the protests go on, but there's definitely been disruption that has impacted our visitation there. Uh, On the pricing side, as we've said a number of times, our pricing is designed to really accomplish a number of things. One is to reflect the value of the product that we have in the marketplace that includes the franchises and the popularity of them, and of course- the investments that we've made in these parks and resorts by continuing to build them out and continuing to create experiences that are better than many of those that we've had in the past. Um, We also have tried very hard to protect guest experience and so the pricing has been designed to make it more expensive in peak periods to manage that demand and less expensive or not as expensive in uh, in the non-peak periods to make it more accessible. And for the most part, we've done a good job doing that. We know that demand on our product is so extraordinary in the peak periods that it just is in our better interest to, um, to manage crowding because it just affects guest, guest uh, satisfaction. Um, at the same time that you know, we have taken our prices up, our competition has actually been in the market discounting a little bit more. We've certainly seen that with Universal in Florida. And so the gap between what we did and where they've been maybe is a little greater than it's been. And perhaps that's had an impact. We obviously monitor these things very carefully. I tried to explain what some of the pricing impact on Star Wars Galaxy's Edge was. But we do not feel that we have a pricing issue at our domestic parks. And that's reflected in basically not only current business, but a fair amount of research that we've done.
1: All right. Thanks, Bob, for that answer. So... Uh, I'll quickly touch on the, the, the China part with the, there's, yeah, there's a lot of protests going on in Hong Kong. And of course there's Hong Kong Disneyland. Uh, but honestly, he didn't really say too much about it. Yeah. There, he said there's definitely been a disruption. Uh, but besides that, he hasn't really said too much, um, there, but everyone's, everyone makes like a big stink about the pricing. Yes. It's, it really stinks <laughs> when prices get increased. But to me, the, the biggest thing that I took out of it was that he – the quote that he says is the, the value of the product that they have in the marketplace. And I say that all the time. To me, Walt Disney World is a fantastic product. And to me, it's an excellent value, which means I don't mind spending the money on Walt Disney World. I know that when I go – I'm going to have a great time. I'm going to enjoy it every single second that I'm there and not have a worry in the world. Like I I absolutely love it. So to me, yeah, I know it stinks that prices go up, but to me, it's still a really great value. And that's kind of what Bob touched on there. Uh, And then they, again, he also mentioned about just really trying to protect the the guest satisfaction, especially during peak periods. So that's kind of why they have increased pretty dramatically. The prices for the peak periods. Um like I mean I just saw it uh for the Halloween party. I mean I bought the Halloween party tickets. Uh the cheapest one is like eight like I think like eighty dollars, but mm-hmm. I just spent 115. I mean that's a whole thirty-five dollars more than than the, the cheapest rating because again I'm going at peak period, I'm going the day after Halloween. But to me, again, that's not going to deter me from going. When I was like, you know what? Why don't I go to the party? Okay, it's $150. Sure, I know it's going to be a heck of a good time, and I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it. Um, But, I mean, to me, what also kind of stinks is for families, though. Because I understand that if you're a family, uh, going during those peak periods are really the only time you get to go. Like uh, spring break, or Christmas time, or the summer. So... I totally get that and i i I understand it so i don't know katie katie what do you think about this
0: i mean ditto you said everything um i i think that they really do a great job of protecting that guest satisfaction and yeah it's a bummer when they raise the prices but it's something that i've come to expect so it kind of hurts me in the heart for the first like oh time i read it but i mean at this point it is what it is you know you know you're gonna get a good value for the product. And it is one of the best products out there. Um, so stinks for the peak period. I mean, you said, I mean, I'm not going to just keep talking in circles. <laughs> but you said it Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, that, I mean, that's all I really have to say about that. We, we talk about a lot, pricing a lot, uh, but yeah. So those are, those are honestly the, 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 three things I just wanted to cover from the quarterly earnings call, which was the, the quarter three for the Walt Disney company. Um, yeah, just, uh, talking a little bit about that. So it's always fun to just kind of listening into those calls. And I mean, some of it's pretty boring. Uh, I mean, it's, it's like a 52 minute long, uh, it's cut it, to me. It's kind of like a podcast to listen to just like hearing from the execs from the Walt Disney company. <laughs> uh, so I will link the call in the show notes. If you are interested to hear what they have to say. Because uh, there's a lot of other stuff, but it's it's again it's it's talking about the the film studios. So, for example, like the film studios, they talked about how the Fox film studios just underperformed this this year. So, if you're interested in the movies, they talk a lot about that. But yeah, there's a lot going on over there. But yeah, those are those are the three things I wanted to discuss. So, Katie, let's kind of move on. Uh, now, let's talk about what something we're both in my sarcasm voice <laughs> really excited for oh
0: so excited so
1: excited we're gonna talk about the mba experience over at disney springs It is actually opening up on august 12th so depending on when you're listening to this we're recording sunday it is opening up on monday august 12th so katie do you want to kind of run through this uh for us quickly
0: oh for sure so yeah like you said i'm just so excited for this Oh. Um, I, I'm sure if you're if you're a sports person, this actually does sound pretty cool. So the NBA experience is going to be opening its doors at Disney Springs, as you said, tomorrow, August twelfth. Um, so Disney Parks Live is actually going to be live streaming the grand opening of the NBA experience on the Disney Parks blog, uh, starting, I believe it starts at 9.25 a.m., um, Walt Disney World time. So the live stream is going to provide exclusive look at the opening and feature appearances by Disney friends, NBA and WNBA players, um, and of course ESPN personalities and a bunch of others. Um, so those guests who are planning to visit the NBA experience on the opening day um, A big note that the venue is actually not going to be opening until 5 p.m. once the official grand opening celebration event concludes. So while technically it opens at, um, what is that, 9.30 a.m. or so it looks like, um, a guest will not be able to actually visit until 5 p.m. So if you are super, super into the NBA experience, then make sure you are planning on going um, after 5 p.m. Um, but a bit about the experience, it's going to be packed with 13 different basketball-related activities um, that are designed for the whole family to enjoy um, across about 44,000 square feet and two floors. So pretty cool if you're super into basketball. I can't imagine more than one type of basketball-related activity, but I'm sure they're <laughs>
2: going to be
1: fun
0: 13 different basketball-related activities. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, we, uh, we've talked about it. We're not into basketball, either of us. But, I mean, there's tons of families out there who kids are into this, and I think this will be a great experience if you're interested in that. Uh, it's supposed to be huge. There's just a lot of different activities that you can do. Uh, the store has actually been open for a few weeks. Actually, I'm not sure if I even reported on it. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, the the store has been open. I think they have, like, basketball Mickey ears. So, like, the, the dome, it's kind of – shaped like a basketball on the ears of the basketball and yeah it's pretty neat hmm, cool. so um, yeah now uh,
0: this this went into what used to be disney quest right is that where i'm thinking
1: uh yes in that area by search uh, of yes, maybe? line question question yes question mark i'm pretty sure it was because disney quest was just kind of destroyed and i think this was right. built in its place
0: that's what i thought
1: yeah no i'm fairly confident yeah i think that took over the spot <laughs> Um, But yeah, so that is opening on August 12th, so that is very exciting. But that was pretty much the news that we had this week, just uh, not a lot going on, Uh, pretty slow. Disney blog has just been putting out just random articles, Um, yeah, just, uh, there's a lot of food guides that have gone up, Uh, like they had a big food guide for like the Haunted Mansion party and some other things, but Uh, Yeah, very slow. So I figured we could take a little bit of time and answer some questions. Katie, how do you feel about that?
0: I love that idea. Questions are my favorite.
1: I know. So do I. I love questions. So let's kind of start. So the first one is from friend of the show, Danny, who was recently on, I'm blanking. What was she just on with us?
0: She did our dining plan episode.
1: Dining plan episode. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. So she's on the dining plan episode uh, at magically underscore magically me um so her question was how did you get into podcasts uh Katie I I don't know if I've ever talked to you about it have'm <laughs> I'm, I'm curious do you listen to podcasts at all out like at work or anything like that
0: nope not really <laughs>
1: oh really no you don't um, listen to any podcasts
0: I really don't I kind of i tried to get into maybe a year or so ago i tried to get into um, a podcast about my favorite tv show non-disney tv show is gilmore girls and there's a really good podcast called i think the gilmore guys i think it's called um, and i was trying so hard to get into it but i i think i guess my life was just too crazy at the moment i couldn't get a good you know straight listen to it so i kind of it kind of filtered out a little bit there but um no i really wasn't super into podcasts until you reached out and were like hey do you want to be on a podcast and I said okay <laughs> uh, so that's pretty much it so now I, I do try to find a couple good ones um, and there's a bunch that I follow over on Instagram um, for Disney specific content but um, this is really my biggest and only experience with podcasts
1: <laughs> and I love it
0: it's a wonderful but uh, yeah, I don't know too, too much
1: Okay. Oh, that's a shame. Podcasts are like, I, lo- I listen to them pretty much every single day. Uh, I mean, there's just so much fun because there's so many out there. There's so much content and there's mm-hmm. a lot of fun people writing and just talking about some cool stuff. Um, I pretty much got into it, I think, around like 2013, which is actually when I went to Disney World for the first time in like nine years. Uh, I've I the last time I so I went in 2004, I didn't go again to 2013, but I didn't really know anything about planning for Disney World, so I kind of wanted to learn more about it. And that's when I kind of lurked. I I kind of I forget, I can't remember. Someone told me about podcasts, I'd heard about like the name of podcasts, but I never listened to anything. But then someone kind of finally started me to started to like have interest in it, so I found some Disney podcasts that I had listened to. Um so I the one that really inspired me to do this one it was this old podcast called Inside the Magic uh if you're familiar if you're familiar with insidethemagic.net uh that was one of the first ones that I found he talked about the news every single week uh that was hosted by Ricky Borganti. and then I found the BR Guest podcast which is all about trip planning so that's the one I really focused in on to like they really helped me with like planning my trip um And then it just kind of went from there. I just kind of learning about more, more podcasts. I listen to, I listen to so many now. I have a lot that I subscribe to. I mean, I'm a big gamer. So I listen to a lot of video game podcasts. I play Xbox. So I listen to like IGN Unlocked. I'm big into movies. So I listen to the Slash Filmcast and also the Slash Film Daily podcast um i listen uh, to conan o'brien he uh, if you're a fan of him he has his own podcast conan o'brien needs a friend it's phenomenal so there's so many good ones out there i have tons of disney ones that i listen to i have had to cut some out just because it's i don't know i, I found the ones that i really like and i could just kind of stick to those um but that's pretty much how i got into it it's just kind of spawned from from one to the next just uh, just loving them so
2: that's
0: awesome
1: yeah uh, I, I, katie i think you. Should try to find some more that you might be into um, i
0: definitely will and now since i've moved my commute is longer um yes needing to listen to things so I, my commute my commute is about 40 minutes in the morning and then with traffic coming home it's usually closer to an hour so um, those I, yeah, are those are
1: literally the perfect time to like listen to a podcast
0: <laughs> so i'll get into it i will that's my homework
1: <laughs> no you should i mean it, it honestly kills the commute i mean it's it's I know better to me than listening to music, mm-hmm. uh, especially on those long commutes. So, uh, yeah, it's great. It's great, and I love uh, yeah, love listening to podcasts. So, Danny, thanks for thanks for that question. That was that was good. Thanks, Danny. Yeah. So, all right, now we're gonna go on to the next question, which is from friend of the show Ariana Buffalino twenty on Instagram. She asked, "What is your favorite land in the Magic Kingdom?" Uh, Katie. What's yours?
0: It changes every day. I think
1: um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's always, it's usually a toss-up between um, Fantasyland and Tomorrowland, um, but I think right now I've been le- my answer has been Fantasyland lately, so I'm gonna stick with Fantasyland. I think they just did such a great job reimagining it, um, whatever, however many years ago that was, um, and I love. I love enchanted tales with Belle and be our guest restaurant. I love everything they do over in the storybook circus area. I think it's just so well themed and it's just so cute. And I feel like that when I'm in that area, that truly feels like Disney magic to me. Yeah. I think yeah. Yeah. Um, what about you?
1: Um. <laughs> uh, see, with the new Fantasyland, like. I feel it's just like too crowded all the time and it just kind of ruins the experience for me. Like I honestly don't like spending a lot of time in there. There's not a lot of things I want to do in there. I mean, I have to pick up my Cheshire uh, uh, (laughs) cat tail at the Cheshire cafe. uh, So I need to do that. But I mean, that's kind of on the edge of Tomorrowland. So I'm usually in Tomorrowland when I get it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I honestly, I think Tomorrowland is my favorite. I just love walking in, going over the bridge from the hub uh, and just listening to the music, uh, hearing that going in, and then just kind of getting uh, immersed into seeing the people mover just going around. Um, I don't know, I just live I love Space Mountain. Um, but I also think I love walking around like Adventureland. I think Adventureland's really neat. I think that's uh, really immersive as well um frontier land's pretty good but it's fine uh, yeah i'm gonna <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah so i'm gonna pick uh, i think i'm gonna pick tomorrowland on that one yeah, right. big fan there uh all right so the next question is from Dole Whip Dad on instagram and his question is favorite disney parks thing you wanted to do but haven't done yet uh so that one's good i'm gonna take that question first Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I've talked about it again. I feel like I've been saying this all episode. I've talked about it on a few past episodes. I guess stop saying that. But uh, so one of the things I really want to do, uh, I do want to do a tour, like one of the like these special tours. I really want to do the up close with rhinos tour, which I talked about. I actually called Disney this past week to try and get a reservation, but it's all booked up for the one day I'm going to be at Animal Kingdom uh so so i'm gonna they said hey just keep calling people cancel so i'm gonna keep calling see what happens but yeah i really want to try and do a tour at the parks because uh that's just now that i've gone a good amount of times i want to try something new and just learn a bit Mm -hmm. more about something special over there so yeah uh that's mine what about you
0: um i kind of i mean i like your answer a lot i do want to do one of the tours i want to do some i loved when i did um Sorry, starting over. When I was a guest member, (laughs) uh, we did a couple behind-the-scenes tours of a different, of a couple different rides and attractions, and that was pretty fun. So I think it would be really cool to see it, see a behind-the-scenes tour as a guest, um, and see what kind of other magic I've learned. But one thing that I always say, oh, next trip I'll do it, I'll have to do it next trip, but I never have done it is the hoopty doo music review show Mm. over at the wilderness campsites and i know i need to do it because i've only heard amazing things about it um but i I have yet to do it so one maybe next trip it's not gonna happen this trip maybe next trip
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot of fun i mean i did it uh last time i did was 2004 but i remember loving it uh we actually tried uh at our planning last week we actually tried to get reservations for it Mm. but because you actually have to call disney and and do that. Did you know that you have to for reservations? You have to call Disney for that. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought it was just like you could book it as a regular reservation, but no, you have to call Disney up uh, and book it that way. Uh, but you also have to uh, put put down the money like right away for it. Oh. Yeah. So like it's 75 bucks a person. So that's yeah, If you didn't know, that's how you reserve Hoop Dee Doo. That's how it's done. Uh, but it was unfortunately all booked up that we went. So instead, we chose the Boathouse at Disney Springs. So, nice. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try that. But we're we're gonna try to get California Grill. Uh, we're gonna I'm gonna keep trying for that. See if reservations open. But yeah, unfortunately, we couldn't get Hoopde Do. And I just don't want to be bothered calling and trying to figure it out. It's Just yeah. like uh, it's just very time consuming. So I was like, all right. But we all kind of decided we'll either do Boathouse or California Grill if we get it. Yeah, definitely try to do it. Uh, it's it's pretty great. So yeah, next on one of your future trips, try to call <laughs> call on your 180 days and uh, and try to get that.
0: Get in there. All mm-hmm. right, I will. One of these times.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for the last question comes from friend of the show CJ, who goes by C- uh, Weekly Mouse. She's been on the show a bunch. She had a trip report a few episodes ago. She says, I think she's actually going to D23. Yeah, she actually just mentioned she's going to be going to D23, which is in a few weeks for one of the days. But she asked us thoughts on what will be announced at D23. So, excuse me. I talked about it a little bit uh, on another episode. Actually, I think it was last week because there was some pretty cool news that some like secret panel has shown up at D23. We don't know what it is coming off the heels of the universal studios announcement of them getting a new park um so i think i i i don't know i really hope but i think they might do a possible fifth great announcement at the d23 expo which would be pretty cool uh, it's that's i don't know it's kind of it's tough to see if that'll come out but that'll be neat um, but I think one of the more realistic things is I think there'll be a lot more news on the Epcot transformation. I think we'll hear mm-hmm. a bit more, especially with Spaceship Birth. Um, I do think there's been some pretty ru- some rumors going around that there will be a new ride announced at Animal Kingdom. Uh, so we'll see. I
0: had not heard that.
1: Yeah, kind of started rumors were circling around this past week, and it seems kind of credible. So we'll we'll see about that one. So there might be a new ride. uh, So that would be really exciting if we get that. Um, And then just something I'm hopeful for because we haven't heard anything in a while. I really want them to announce a new ride at Magic Kingdom where Lilo and Stitch or what was it lilo's uh alien encounter great what is
0: it yeah your stitches great escape escape, yeah whatever it's called yeah the stitch (laughs) ride
1: that took over my favorite ride alien encounter Uh, But I really hope they just finally announce what's going to go in there because they've been really transforming Tomorrowland, really refurbishing it. I mean, we got the Tron coaster coming out Mm -hmm. and that building space is just really being used for like nothing besides like a meet and greet. So Mm -hmm. I'm really crossing my fingers that they they announce something over there. If they don't, I'm going to be a little upset. So
0: I mean, yeah, it's been empty for a while too
1: yeah it has been it has been they i think well sti- the stitch ride was seasonal like it was mm-hmm. opened up seasonal and then disney was just like now nah, let's just close this thing down it smells yeah. too much like cheese dogs which don't actually <laughs> smells like cheese dogs just gross barfer yeah. it smelled so bad in there when you walked in It was God, it's it was, horrible it was, it was disgusting yeah <laughs> uh, yeah those are any any thoughts on that because i do want to hear what uh what you have to say
0: now, my first thought was just, I hope they give us more details on Epcot, because as my favorite park. I always want to know what's going on over in Epcot. Um, I, I really have no idea what to expect. It'd be cool about a fifth gate. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not holding my breath about a fifth gate, because I feel like there would be at least some talk of it. But I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, what else am I hopeful for? A new Epcot festival would be fun. Like for those f- couple months that don't actually have a festival. Like oh, right September now. or
1: not like September, Peter, uh, summer. I mean, <laughs> like summer. yeah. <laughs> I think
0: that would be fun to have a whole new festival at Epcot, but I don't know. I'm interested to hear everything. Oh my gosh.
1: I know. I know. So yeah, a couple weeks or two weeks from today, uh, Katie and I will be discussing all of our thoughts that are g- going to be announced. Uh, I, I messaged Katie this past week. I was like, Katie, I, re- Really need you for that episode because it's <laughs> going to be going to be a big one and I need your I thoughts on it. it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very excited. I know there's a, a lot of folks that I talked to that are going to D23 uh, and I really wanted to go maybe in the future, but I just I couldn't do it this year. I had thought about it a while ago, but <laughs> I made the decision months ago that like, nope, can't do it. Um, yeah. Very excited for that. Uh, but those are all the questions that we have for today so yeah those were a lot of fun thank you guys for sending in those questions and if yeah and if anyone else ever has a question make sure you guys shoot us a dm on instagram send us an email and we'll get those to you um but all right katie any any final thoughts on this episode anything you want to (sighs) add
0: nothing here ready for a whole nother week to start
1: i know i know another week we get
0: some more news
1: yeah i don't know we're probably not gonna it's probably gonna be slow i feel I like there's not gonna be a lot especially with d23 coming up soon
0: i feel like yeah i feel like it's been slow for a couple of weeks now so it now tr- we just have to wait for d23 and then everything's gonna happen and it's gonna be like a five-hour episode
1: i know i know it truly it truly <laughs> has been uh it has been a slow news week or this past few weeks i remember messaging you last week I was like, Katie, the news is so slow. It's dead. There's, I don't even know. I have to talk about Universal on this episode. It's so slow. Um, yeah. That's so. when you know it's bad. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But okay, let's head out of here. Uh, Katie, remind everyone where we can find you.
0: You guys can come find me and hang out on Instagram. I can be found at Magically Mootsie. And of course, if you ever have any questions or comments, you can also email me. Uh, My email is katie at excesspresspodcast.com.
1: Cool beans. So, yeah, guys, that is going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, Make sure you are subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify anchor stitcher or however you listen to podcasts uh, and if you can please leave a review it'll really help out the show and also if you would like to support the show please visit excesspresspodcasts.com slash shop where we have uh, some of our excess press t-shirts up there and some other things as well and all the money that is earned goes directly back into the show Uh, If you're not following us on social media, please do so at XS Press Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to check us out at XSPressPodcast.com. Uh, Check out everything that is going on over there. And if you want, shoot me an email at matt at excesspresspodcast.com. If you have any questions or concerns or anything over there something, uh, if you have a problem you want to talk to, I could be your therapist uh, and you can, no, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that is it for this week. We got a lot of great content coming out in the future weeks. Be sure to check out the huge episode we have coming up for the preview of Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Very excited to share that with everyone. So that is dropping out on Wednesday. So be sure to listen to that. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt and Katie from the XS Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers.
0: We hope to see you next week and remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage!